But you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down Hey, you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down Hey, I know it's hard Know it's hard to remember sometimes But you gotta keep your head up Oh, and you can let your head down as we kick off another episode of the Mentor Roundtable, I'm going to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Gaggle. They've been a huge supporter of our program, our mission, our vision to continue to support educators each and every day. Check out Gaggle at www.gaggle.net. They are a real-time safety tool that ensures the safety and well-being of your students on their school-issued email and drive accounts. Again, thank you, Gaggle, for all your support. And another mentor table is kicking off right now. All right, it is 8.30 on the dot. So we're gonna kick it off. It is awesome to see everybody. How's everybody doing? Doing all right? Awesome. Are you, are you ready to go back? I am definitely well rested. Okay. Did anybody, any, any highlights of the last, you know, week and a half or two weeks since we've seen each other? So anything you want to share? Any highlights? Emily, you play any gigs or any of that? No, we haven't played anywhere or practiced recently at all, actually, which is kind of sad, but it's not really the time for indoor bands right now. <laughs> we got to keep sharp because when it, when it, when it happens, we're going to be calling you up. We'll be ready. Okay. So we are back tomorrow. And one of the things that you know, I see so many things on Twitter or Facebook, one word, this, that, and the other thing, so many things. But the, the true kind of question I have for you, and especially for, for Molly and Emily, as you come back for the first time, what is something you want to make sure you are able to do in January? Because we send these lofty goals, or we like, this is my resolution. I'm not a big resolution person, because if you need a date to get you motivated, that's, for me, that's a little bit of an issue. Um, well, there's Dennis on the wrong side again. I'll get you over in a second. Um, I think that's my goal is to make sure Dennis signs out on the white link. One of these, if in the next 12 months, we can do that. That's my, my goal. But I'd love to hear from you how you come back from a break because this is the first time we've you know, ever come back from a break that we go back into hybrid for some of us or some form of remote. And I know at the beginning of this, that was a big push of like, how does this look? How do we support new educators? But now we're coming back from a long break. So I'd love for you to all share some of the things that, that you're doing as well to come back from break and not have that like, oh, first thing Carrie said and, and is like, we're back on Zoom. And it's awesome to see you all, I get that. And that's not what she was saying. It was like, here we go. So how do we keep that momentum, excitement drive for our students? So, so take it away as I move some people over and answer some chats. I can go. Um, so we went full remote three days before we were supposed to go on Christmas break, winter break, sorry. And so prior to that, we had been hybrid for a little bit over two months. So I think my kids are kind of anxious and also out of touch with our remote expectations and things that we did because we started the year full remote. So one thing that I'm planning on doing when we go back is kind of to set some intentions for our remote learning setting as we come into a new year. So kind of not so much resolutions, but thinking and reflecting on things that worked from the beginning of the year when we we're all remote and maybe brainstorming some new things that we could 
add into our class to make it even better than it was before. Do you have one that you like, I would love to share? Like what is something that really worked that you want to make sure you kick up again in January? So we were doing mindfulness every day after lunch before we went hybrid. And then when we went hybrid, it became a little bit messy because my computer can't share screen on the projector and my computer at the same time. And mm -hmm. so mask breaks were a whole thing and bathroom breaks were a whole thing. So we kind of lost touch with that, but it wasn't as bad because it wasn't like they were sitting on the computer all day. So they didn't need it as much, but I want to try to reinstate that even better than it was before. And then set the intention to stick to it, even if we end up going back to hybrid and find a way to make that work for everyone. Awesome. It must be the theme, um, like poor Molly, she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little and then I'm gonna get up. Then I always push, be like the first one I push back on every time. It's, but it's, it's awesome to, to see you step up each time. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Dennis, nice to see you, man. Happy New Year, everyone. I was trying to be a guest and just feel, feed off of your energy tonight. You notice I don't have a bow tie tonight, so I was just trying to blend in. Well, you look sharp. You got a new cut. You're all trimmed up. Look at you. I'm trying to do a little bit differently this year, just a all little right. bit. Just a little right. bit. I was glad to be here. Um, for me, I'm just really excited to get back into the buildings of kids. And we're, as every, most people are, we're still transitioning and um, more of our kids will be coming back to school on a continual basis as we go into phase four very soon. But for me, it's just making sure everybody has a level of fun, but we still make sure that like kids are learning at high levels. And the only way you can do that is to really be a part of a team. And you have to be vulnerable when you're with your teams. And it's something that we've been socialized not to do. Uh, we want to be the ones that know all the answers all the time and we have to be perfect. Let's get away from that. Like the, the greatest... Um, thing that we can do right now is just learn from one another and just have fun together. No, that, that's, I think that last part's the, that's so critical as we come back, just have some fun. Like let's, let's not take ourselves too seriously and get back into it and, and have that moving forward. Other thoughts, other goals, other kind of, uh, this is what I'm just going to try to get through or whatever. I would say for me, the last um, six weeks, eight weeks leading up to the break, um, I had a really strong focus on how exhausted I was feeling, how exhausted I felt like the staff around me was feeling. You could even see that, um, that energy and that activity in the kids those last few weeks that I felt like was uh, much more intense than normal. Like they were kind of just, you know, done as well. And it made me really think about my relationship with time. And it's a conversation that I look forward to bringing into my staff over the next couple of weeks, because I just feel like, you know, you hear all those sayings, you can't pour from an empty cup and all of those, you know, cliches, but they're true. And it's really important for us to be intentional about how we take care of ourselves. It's really extremely important for you to make sure that you take the necessary time for you, for your family, for your personal life, all of those important things that are outside of work as well. You know, I just feel like it's so easy to become resentful potentially of some mm -hmm. of the things that we, we love and we enjoy if it's taking up too much. And I do feel like this pandemic, um, you know, drained a bit of us. So it's important for us to be intentional and really um, not feel that guilt and really take time to take care of ourselves as well. For sure, that is 
that is a really, really, really important. And so Emily, you, I feel like you have adjusted the most every time we talk to you, either in school, out of school, what are you heading back to tomorrow? So the week before Christmas break, we went back to school for two days. They wanted us to go back in and then it didn't end up working. So then we went back full remote. So we are going, the whole school is full remote for at least just this week and they're gonna reevaluate on Friday. So I think it's gonna be a pattern of like at the end of every week kind of reevaluating to see when we can go back. But for now we're full remote, which I am honestly okay with because I've been okay. doing half remote since September. So it's not like a in and out, I'm always remote in some sense. So I always have assignments and things ready remotely, which isn't too bad. It's, it's okay. But I feel like for me, um, for this year, I think it's like a nice clean slate. It's like the first time where every project is finished. Like all the books are done. Like all the, we're starting new units, everything. Cause we ended at a nice, at a nice point. We're starting a new writing unit. It's just a nice fresh start where we can kind of like reevaluate our schedules a little bit, make sure we're giving time for certain things. And something that I noticed at the very end of school before Christmas break that I liked is that at first I felt like really nervous as a first year teacher thinking that I always had to stick with the um, like scheduling and scope and sequence and exactly what all the other ELA teachers were doing. And in all your downtime, your kids should be on Lexia or they should do independent reading. And I was nervous that they weren't going to be doing enough of that. But then some of my kids were requesting to do like projects together, like writing a play together or just like doing something together in a breakout room. And I was mm -hmm. kind of scared to do that, that like administration would pop in and they would be like, no, that's not okay. But they love it. And I am just going to start maybe making them more intentional and like setting up projects for them to do more instead of like, I think that's better than just reading at every down moment. And so I think I'm going to take more risk like that and be a little less nervous about what other teachers are doing too. No, that's awesome. That is, that is just good stuff. Uh, I know Ariel, you are also been bounced around. You also had your, uh, co-teacher in out uh, like you've had a little bit of a rocky uh, December how are you getting geared up to come back it's funny I was smiling when Emily was saying that she's starting new units because we had the same situation we're starting a brand new not not tomorrow it's a lot to start it all the first day back but we're starting a new reading writing social studies and science units and that rarely happens for me that I can align all of my units and all of my lessons to be completely brand new on the same day so I'm excited. It almost feels like the first day of school again. And we've been face-to-face -face in person every day. And this was the longest break that we've had from seeing the students and they, I miss them and they miss us. And I sent an email to families today, just welcoming them back. And I saw something on Twitter. I wish I retweeted it because I don't remember who said it, but just being intentional about how we greet our students tomorrow, because not everyone had a great break and not everyone spent time with family. I didn't see family over the break. I didn't do anything. I did self-care for myself and it was a wonderful 11 days and I spent time with my immediate family and the bubble I've been with. But I'm used to when we go back to school saying to the students, what did you do for Christmas? What did you do for New Year's? And it becomes second nature to ask the kids what they've been up to. But I I'm really trying to be intentional tomorrow and through the next couple of days of the language I use when I see the students again and just making them know that it's okay that they it's safe and I'm happy that they didn't do anything and doing nothing is still doing something and just highlighting and keeping that being normal 
for now because I, I don't know what I'm going into tomorrow with how my students spent these couple of days off. But I'm looking forward to starting fresh and new. And like Emily said, it's it's very fun starting new units with students and especially ones that are asking for particular projects and activities. I also have playwriters in my class that like to get together during indoor recess and use the strategies that I teach them, but free write. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that unfold. We're at just about the halfway point coming up soon. So it, this is the time where we really start to see a lot of change and growth and it, it's exciting to come yeah, back. Absolutely. And I'm going to loop back to you in a minute, but I want to make sure that Melissa and Carrie feel like they have an opportunity to share if they want to jump in on something that they were doing. Melissa, don't you give the eyes like, who me? I just kind of fell into this place. You do some of the most amazing things I see online. And one of these times we're going to talk off air about having that, like owning some of that praise that, that you get, because you do some of the most impactful, inspiring, you know, innovative things that I've seen online. So you can be like, whoa, maybe me, I might do something cool. Like, I don't know, invent an air balloon or something. Like you do some amazing things. So I'd love for you to, to, to share something that to help um, our new educators. You're not in that space for either of me. You're both top and bottom. So you can point wherever you want um, because you two have a lot to offer. And then I do want to come back to what you said, Arrow, about students coming back from a different type of break for themselves as well, not just the educators. Melissa, you're so much work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so much effort. <laughs> no, it's funny because, I mean, everything resonates with me. You know, Emily's the project idea. We do something in my classroom. I don't know if I've mentioned it here before. We're called Drop Everything and Create. And we do it on Fridays where students get to, you know, um, learn about what they want to learn about or create what they want to create. And that's, that's just, a, I've had a lot of success with that in terms of like, I, it feels like the kids feel very free that they're creating their own projects and they're learning about what they want to learn or sharing what they're sharing. But really, it's a really sneaky way for me to apply all the reading and writing that we've been doing all week, you know, because they have to create projects that are shareable after they're done. So that I, I, I'm not surprised that your kids love it because I feel like it's just a great, it's a great outlet for all of our students, you know. Um, we, you know, it's funny going into break, we, my classroom actually ended up on a really high note and we had a lot of, a lot of great moments and memories going out into winter break. And I think it was because we had finally settled into a schedule. Things had been so changing between like remote and hybrid and half days and full days and schedules were one way for the first 12 weeks of school. And then another whole entire like schedule change for our classrooms, the, the last, um, weeks of school. So we really ended on a high note where we were finally into the flow. Like the kids that were were remote were remote. The kids that were in person were in person. And then if some kids started to flux, it didn't like frazzle us as much as it did at the beginning of the year. And then um, we did some really fun games there towards the end, of, towards winter break that really just reminded me, like Matt said, or no, Dennis said, um, just how important it is to remember to bring in these fun moments. I've always been a board game person in my class, but you can't play board games right now. But really got me thinking and remembering that I can stretch my thinking, my creativity to meet games, to take games maybe in their old traditional format and make them meet kids where they're at in terms of a remote setting. And that could still bring so much fun into the classroom. And my kids constantly remind me that like, it's never that we they really can't do it. It's just that we have to set it up so that they can show us they can do it. And it, that was just another fun reminder for me at the end of going into winter break. They just reminded me that fun and play 
is valuable. It is important. And my kids are ready for it. Like I'm excited for this next half of the school year because my kids are really on an upswing and I'm really excited to see where we're going to go next. But I am also concerned for some of the things that Ariel said, just listening to my own children, you know, 2021 coming was supposed to be this great clean, like snap, everything's going to be better. And it really concerns me. And I know it's on my own children's mind about when is this going to end? You know, that there seemed like there was an overness going into 2021, but I'm, I'm concerned about just how some of our own mental health is going to be, whether it's ours or our students going into the new year, when things don't change, when the new year felt so refreshing and possibilities and it, it's not to be depressing, but because um, I'm like Ariel, we didn't go very many places at all. I have nothing to offer for my students about fun things that we did. We were really home and hunkered down and it was relaxing and fun, but it was boring. I mean, really boring sometimes, you know, um, but I do, I have all those thoughts too that Ariel shared, you know. Yeah, I wrote, I'm sorry, but I just, I just want to share this because this is a great conversation that's happening on the side. We've been using the chat and I know when it, when this video is posted, the chat is not posted. So I just want to share some of the sentiments that are said, like um, Molly had mentioned, I'm sorry to say Molly, call you out, but having a Google form. Go to, for it, anytime. Or just to share a Google form with your students to feel out what type of break they're coming back to. And I think that's really powerful to give students the anonymous and private way to share how they're feeling because I, I know for myself, I didn't do anything. I was safe and I was home, but I was very bored, but I knew I was comfortable being bored. I don't know if, if an eight-year-old or nine-year-old child would feel comfortable saying I didn't do anything. And I right. don't want my students to feel coming back after 11 days where we had holidays and breaks I don't, and, and occasions. I don't want them to think like you said, Carrie, snap of the fingers, 2021 is the best year ever. It's been a few days in, not much has changed. And I want my students to feel safe tomorrow when they return back to the building and know that it's okay and and encourage that they did not go out and didn't do anything. So I love that idea, Molly. I, it's a very simple idea, but a really powerful one. So thank you for sharing that in the chat. Awesome. Well, the time has come, Melissa Hayes. We're just gonna call you right out. I would love to hear how you're, because you are coming back full remote and you've been full remote all year for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Um, Melissa has been a full remote teacher, no back and forth. You've been just a remote educator doing some amazing things. So how do you get kids geared up for that? Well, first of all, I had an amazing break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bring us up a little. Um, but I'm the weirdo that <laughs> on that last week was planning and getting things ready because I that's my fun. So basically I have a week full of fun plans. So just like if they had a bummed holiday, hopefully this will turn it around. We are going to celebrate the new year on Friday. And our STEM for this week is they actually have to create a new year's hat and a horn blower or a noisemaker so they can use it on Friday when we celebrate the new year. We're going to do a book tasting, which is kind of like a restaurant style to go over money that we did um, a couple months ago, but I think for me, it's because I hear a lot, it's about mindset because I hear a lot of teachers say, well, we're full virtual. I can't do that. 
I can't do that. And that's where I want to say, are you doing this for you or the kids? Because the kids should be first. If it's hard, it doesn't matter. There's always a way around it. There's always a way to do it. So for me, I want to make sure my kids enjoy school because we are online, but the district is hybrid. So their friends that they see are saying how they see each other in school. They're talking about recess. Even though it might be crazy, they still get to see each other. We don't, we're virtual. So I want to make sure that the experience is so amazing that they can comment to their friends, well, you didn't do this, or you didn't Zoom with Australia and blah, blah, blah. That's what I want the memories to be, not about assessment or anything like that or craziness. So that's my whole year is to try and make sure that they have fun, they're enjoying themselves, and the second grade year is the only year they're ever going to get. They can't get that back. So I want to make sure the memories are definitely there. Yeah, no, I think that that's awesome and, and well said. And, and people who are, are watching and people who are who listen after watches can see so many different perspectives and different thoughts and different ways we approach that. And that's kind of the heartbeat of what we're doing. Um, and I know Ariel has to leave in a little bit. So if she just leaves, don't think anyone's like, she's just like, I'm done with this. So, um, but I did have a question, especially for our new educators, our Emily and Molly here with us or any of those who, who listen. One of the things that could be different for, for teachers is we are, as Carrie said, hunkering down for the most part, being safe, trying to really be respectful. You may have a class half of them went to, didn't really pay this any mind. And they come back and like, hey, went to North Carolina. Hey, went to California, wherever. I know we're all in different states, but they went on vacations and they went skiing and they did all this. And then there's the, the kids who are like, I couldn't even leave my house. Like, what are some things we can tell our new educators? So this is the first time back for them anyways. They're managing all of this for themselves. And now they have kids coming back where they may have personal feelings of like, I don't wanna be around the kid who went to Canada or, or, or whatever. So what, what are some things you can share, you know, for, for our team here, Molly and Emily, or for all of us um, addressing that? Well, I guess I would, my first thinking is, and this, this makes me think that this feels very pandemic-ish, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're going to have kids in our classrooms that are not going to go on vacation, that are not going to go, you know, to Colorado, and they're just going to be home, and their friends are talking about these elaborate trips that they went to. Um, so sometimes I'm really just really try to make sure I know my students really well when it comes to asking questions, and sometimes there are years where I don't really talk about break too much. I just say, I'm so happy that you're here. Let's talk about the future. And so um, that's something that I tend to lean towards. It depends, but it depends on your, your population of kids. But I all, I think this is just a nice, this might be a nice reminder too, that we're always going to have to be aware of this, whether it's COVID or not, right? That we're going to have students that aren't going to be able to go on those wonderful vacations. And sometimes it's just one student. And I've had years where it's just one student. And I just try to check in and keep it more generic than I do like tell me about the the wonderful you know trip that you went on to and then really focus on the future like we're here and I'm so happy that you're here now let's talk about the new year um that's sometimes how I'll approach things like vacations and holidays yeah Dennis just threw something in that was great that we have to as educators watch our mannerisms and our reactions and like 
oh my gosh, you went here, like wash your hands right away. Like what cues are we giving off as, as well? Mm-hmm. Carrie, I like that you, I, I just, I really enjoyed what you said because it's normalizing that this is, this is something that we have to watch regardless if it's a pandemic or not of our reactions to what students say. And I've been using um, more generic questions for my students after the weekends, like on Mondays, instead of saying, how was your weekend? Who did something fun? Sometimes I ask who ate something great over the weekend? And just like silly questions, did anybody have a fun dessert this weekend? What movies did you watch? And it gets the conversation going more generic. And my morning questions have been really dreamy and funny and science fictiony and just not really based on what we're doing now. Like I saw on Twitter, another question one day, if you could swim in any soup, which one would it be? And it was just a silly question that everybody could answer. And it was imaginative. If you can color the sky in any color, what would it be? And instead of my old questions, like, what did you do this weekend? Or who went on vacation or who did what? And I've been really, really trying to be intentional of those questions. So Thank you for saying that because I'm going to start off my morning very different. You're welcome. It just reminded me too that sometimes I'll also, if I know when we know our students as well as we do going back into the new year, sometimes I'll center my question to the student that I know that might have had the least amount of experience and really relate to what I imagine their experience was like, oh my gosh, I was really bored, you know, so that the ones that had the really wonderful experiences, they're going to have that, right? But then if I share my experience and connect it to the student that I think might feel more, um, less eager to share, I feel like that gives me a stronger connection to normalize experiences that are not the norm or that might other people might look down on. And sometimes I feel like that can be a great way to bring, to normalize things that other kids might not feel as positively about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. So Emily and Molly, are you worried about that? Thoughts on that, like coming back, how to, how to normalize that for some of your students? Well, what I'm thinking about as we're talking about this is that it's kind of our job at my school, which it won't be anymore because we're remote, but prior to this, like during Thanksgiving, we kind of had to play detective to figure <laughs> out which kids did go away because they had to quarantine. And I had multiple students who came in and we're like, I was in Florida. And I was like, you need to go see the nurse. And the nurse is like, you need to go home for two weeks. Like, cause they're not allowed to be in school. So that was a reason why I had originally Ariel thought about doing the Google form because I thought to myself, I don't want to ask in front of everyone who went on vacation over Christmas break, but you still want to find out what they did because the kids are supposedly coming back in a week after this week's over. So we still need to figure that out. But, um, I agree with the morning meeting questions. I was actually just planning out my morning slideshow before this and I was thinking of the questions and usually we do a national holiday every day and the question is usually somewhat related around that. And I thought, do I ask what they did over break? And then I was like, you know what? Nope, we're keeping it on the national holiday and our question will be around national trivia day and that's gonna be that. So I, I'm glad that you said that because that kind of validated what I was thinking in my head. So yeah, I've stopped asking too about where kids have gone because I don't want to be the one that has to feel the urge to go to the nurse and say, you know, 
hey, I think so-and-so went to blah, 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 and they're sitting in my class right now, and I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a tricky thing to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But I feel like it deep down, it's it's actually a great way to think about just, I don't know, relating to all of our students, the ones that don't get to go on the fancy, you know, trips. I don't know. I think some of this thinking, you know, having to avoid certain questions might be a really positive thing going into the, looking into breaks in the future, you know? And it's more fun to find out what kind of soup they want to swim in. That's yeah, true. Yes, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I have students that just, I've had students that just, I can tell they dread that question. What did you do over break? And they're like, we are poor. We did nothing. You know, I got one gift. You're talking about your Xbox and your ear pods. And I got, you know, a new pair of socks. Like it's just, so thinking about it differently, I think might be really positive too. No, that makes a lot of sense for sure. It's just another way that um, inequity comes up in our conversations that um, with best intentions, we didn't necessarily pay enough attention to it in regards to the level of empathy that we needed to have for other people. Um, because we all relate back to, um, like when you watch it on television, folks, it's a joyous occasion and you're around everybody and it's oh so grand and so great. And like you get with other people like, well, I had a grand time and you don't really truly understand how other people could potentially feel. And even like the lasting effects that it has on people as they continue to get older. Um, in the chat, uh, a couple of people mentioned how like, I remember when I was younger, I didn't have those experiences. Like I didn't go traveling. I, I didn't get this for a gift. Uh, my parents did the best they could do for me. And the number one thing that my parents did provide for me on a regular basis was love. And that's something that we don't talk about enough when we're talking about what is really given to kids during these holiday seasons. Like what is the real purpose behind it? It's not really the gift. It's being amongst one another. It's um, sharing laughs. It's creating those memories that stick with you for a lifetime because your PlayStation is going to break one day or it's going to become outdated. But the uh, memories that you have with the family and friends that you did, um, during, even during this pandemic, like there, are, me and my daughters had a really great time together. Um, we read some books together. We teased each other a little bit. And we made the best out of the situation that we were currently placed in because we didn't do the traditional things that we normally did. But the memories and knowing how much I mean to them and how much they mean to me, that's what I cherish the most at this time. No, that's awesome. Uh, it really is. I was going to piggyback on what Dennis said, because for me, when we come back tomorrow, it's really going to be to celebrate them and what we've missed about them. So they're going to have to talk about what they missed about each other, not necessarily what we did over break. So I think that helps with the family dynamic and to know that they're loved and what we missed about each of them because I miss them a ton. So. I love that idea. That is, that's wonderful. For sure, for sure. Uh, so one, one question I do want to throw out there too, because we've been talking about us and we've talking about I think the teachers who are going to have somewhat similar thoughts that we have and, and similar values and drive and kids who are coming back what about the teachers who come back day one and are just like this sucks we're back we're on how are our new educators going to work with some culture killers as I as I call it like this they didn't refresh over break they didn't feel like they are gonna come back and we've been all positive here and like for the most part saying things we wanna do, but how do our new educators navigate that 
when some people log into Zoom, you're like, back on Zoom, here we go again. This, or if you're back in person, like everybody here has COVID, I don't even want to be here. Like how, how can we help our educators, again, especially Emily and Molly, but for all educators navigate that because not all of our teachers are coming onto a Zoom at 8.30 to, to participate, either listening, contributing, you know, sharing, or they check their email when they left the day of, and they're going to check it Monday morning, and they're like, they don't want to be there. I'm sorry to say, you know, I've been a principal for 11 years in the district leadership for now five. There's some of us, and, and, and we have to have to talk about that. So I'd love for us to share, like, and I know we have a couple building principals here and some veteran teachers, how we would help our new educators navigate that or ourselves, because that's going to bring us down too. You're unmuted, Dennis. You can talk. I was trying to let someone else go first. Um, there's this uh, great visual um, that's out, and I had shared it with my staff one day. It's about how if you're the positive person and like you're surrounded by people that aren't positive, if you contain your level of positive energy and your positive outlook, that's going to spread. And eventually those other people will become positive too. Um, but a lot of times what happens is when we get around certain people and we know the people that are gonna be upset Monday morning and everything else, we allow them to strike first by talking to us first and saying how bad things were. And then we walk away and we carry all that negative energy with us. When right, the reality right. is, I go find them first and I'm like, good morning, how are you doing? Like, tell me something positive is gonna happen for you today. Tell me one great reason that you're here because a smile is so infectious. And in the midst of this pandemic, one of the things that we fail to realize is that beyond like the school changes that are happening, so many people are dealing with things outside of school that um, in our society, we're not vulnerable enough to share. So like they're carrying additional weight and we're just getting that picture that Monday morning, but really it was something that happened two weeks ago. It's a family member that had COVID. It's I'm struggling financially during this holiday season and I couldn't get my kids something. It's I don't know what my next move is going to be. It's I'm going through a divorce. It's so much that like overwhelms us, but try to be positive and try to like, sometimes you have to tell people the positive things that they're doing and the positive things that are gonna happen in their day so that they can learn how to share that with you later. And you say, okay, I'm gonna come back and check in on you. You tell me what happened for you later so we can start growing up their um, ability to deflect the negativity that's gonna come their way. Cause it can be very consuming. For sure. And that's, that's well said, almost maybe a challenge to all of us to, to, to be proactive in, in that as well. Um, I love that, that I got idea and that concept of, of growing the positivity. Um, I'm not sure who in here knows uh, Dr. Jeff Prickett. I'm a huge fan, good friend. Um, he shared a really simple Google form with me a few months ago, and it's something that I've been using on a regular basis. Um, I don't want to discount the emotions and some of the things that um, some individuals are working through. So the Google form gives a space for them to share out because of course, as their leader, I wanna be able to know, wow, is there anything that I can do to help, right? To remove any blockers. Um, but then I also make it a point to shift to the positives. And at the end of the week, I take the information from that document and I share it out in an email and, uh, you know, oh, Carrie was shouted out, thanks for doing this. And Melissa was shouted out, thanks for doing that. And really just, 
you know, um, taking that positivity and giving it back to them and, and how great that feels when one of their colleagues, it's not coming from me, they know where I'm getting it from. I let them know like, oh, hey, Emily, you know, you got a shout out for doing this this week. Um, so I think that Dennis, you make a really good point growing that positivity and that's definitely been um, a focus of mine in the culture this year. Um, can I piggyback off of that? Uh, we do something very similar, but the other thing that I'm really gonna challenge myself to do more um, and I got it from Jay Posick was to make sure that I'm writing like intentional notes to different members of our team. Uh, before break, we um, didn't get to everybody in our school, but there have been some educators that have been really going like above and beyond during the midst of this pandemic. Like, and I don't mean individually, I mean like they're rallying the troops around them, they're getting their team focused. Like this is the direction that we're going, we're gonna get through this together. And myself, um, Jason and our other assistant principal Sarah, we um, invited them to like a Google Meet um, meeting or a Zoom meeting. And we didn't tell them what it was for, so there's an anxiety that went with it. And one of the things we just said to them when they came on was, we just wanna say thank you. Like during this time, you're doing so much to like help keep our school positive and going in the right direction and making sure that kids are learning. And that was like one of the most powerful things I think I've ever done as an administrator which is having an intentionality like where we call someone in and it's the three of us there, which causes anxiety at first, but then like we just share with them, each of us, this is how you're impacting our school. And I think that really, really meant a lot to people, especially as we were going into this break with so much um, of this feeling of anxiety and overwhelming that we are all experiencing to a certain degree. No, that makes a, a lot of sense as we come back and, and, and come together. And I think those things get missed, especially, you know, in the, the time of go, go, go and going incredibly fast or making sure people are connected to, to have those moments, not, you know, we would always say, you know, when I uh, was a principal and a new, a new principal either was in our district or did a understudy with me and became principal, I gave them a packet of like actual note cards, thank you cards and like go through these in September. Like write these out like that was always something and you know during this whatever six months now we may be going away from that or it is you know more digital but I received some actual cards and letters over break and it was one of the highlights of the break so like we have to keep remembering that too and seeing like Dennis I know that educator walking in is going to tell other people that so it's how that spreads in your school even if you're not even in the school it's um it's a huge you know, culture piece that's going to be that positive energy that kind of keeps things moving forward for sure. So one of the things that I want to make sure for tonight, we're approaching 40 minutes already. The time flies when we're having this great conversation. I don't want to keep people past 45 minutes, especially today. Sometimes we'll go, go, we get it and we let it go. But I know it's the first day when a lot of us have to get back and, and we've had some of our largest people joining tonight, the most follow you and people watching in a long time. So I wanna make sure to respect their time as well. Um, but before we, we jump off, I just wanted to ask Molly and Emily, how you feeling? You guys all set, you ready to go tomorrow? How you feeling starting this new year? I wanna I want end with, with you two, just seeing how you're doing and seeing if you, you know, what you're thinking about entering tomorrow. Well, I am definitely excited and I feel like as much as Sunday nights, you just want to relax. Like I come here and I get so many ideas and I always like, my things on sticky note. I'm, sometimes sitting here, I'm so quiet. I'm like, I feel like I should be participating, but I'm just listening to all these great ideas. And I have like 
I want to make a whole new list of greater questions. And like Dennis is just saying, having a forms, I think he was mentioning a forms for his colleagues, like making maybe that could be for the students too. They could give like shout out forms too. And I'm just thinking of all these things and it's making me excited to go back even more than I was before, but I'm definitely ready. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see my students. I am, it's gonna be a little bit crazy. I'm getting a new student tomorrow. And since I'm still here in Rhode Island right now, my classroom is set up in my childhood bedroom right now. <laughs> so I'm excited to see the kids and have fun the next, these next few days and then like get my organization together once I am back in my space. But I'm gonna make the most out of it. I got a new document camera right before break. Right. Never had one that worked the whole first half of the year. So I'm really excited. It's the little things, right? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. We did not end on clear units. So we're pretty much picking up where we left off, but tomorrow will be a nice easing day. And then I think we'll get right back into the routine of things. Awesome. Well, I hope you two have a wonderful start and obviously all of you as well, but two of you have your first time back from, from winter break is in a non-traditional way. Um, and then thank you all of you for, for jumping on and sharing ideas and sharing your positivity and for the people who were able to jump on and, and participate in the chat and it was an awesome 45 minutes and we look forward to jumping back again next week and I just hope everyone has a positive start to the week and be the one who gets in there and, and spreads that positivity and take that from, from Dennis as we shared today. Be, be the pro, proactive person. Don't just sit and wait for someone to, to come at you. So hope everyone has a wonderful Sunday night because some of you are in different time zones and lights can be a little bit longer, but some of us are shutting it down for the night and have a great start to the week as well. Yes, make tomorrow magical, everybody, and have a great week. Say what you need to say. 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 Say what you need to say.